Hey there, hi, this is Brian Del Turco, um, the Wild Ox Prayer Podcast is a relatively new podcast we've put together. And these are short episodes. They're tight, uh, maybe 10 minutes long, sometimes less. And what we endeavor to do in those episodes is share one strong thought. I call it a kingdom prayer dynamic, some aspect that we're seeking to learn about prayer, praying more effectively, what Jesus taught about prayer, what the scriptures say about it. And then we spend the second half of that about 10 minute episode uh, focusing in on some prayer edge in uh, society, culture and the nations, sort of big picture stuff. So um, that's what the podcast is all about, the Wild Ox Prayer podcast. And in a recent episode, I'd like to just talk about this for a few minutes, maybe seven or eight minutes, the legal nature of prayer. The legal, did you know that prayer is legal? That we come in a sense before the greatest court of all, the judge of all, the judge over all things, and we exercise the law and kingdom rights, kingdom privileges in Christ through prayer. And there is a legal nature to prayer. Jesus said in John chapter 16, he said, it's to your advantage that I go away. And when the Holy Spirit comes, he will do three things. He will, one, convict the world of sin. Number two, he will convict the world of righteousness. And number three, he will convict the world, bring a conviction about judgment. And then in verse 11, he says what that judgment is pertaining to. He says of judgment because the ruler of this world has been judged. The ruler, the prince of the power of the air, our adversary, Satan, has already been judged by Jesus Christ. There's an account in Luke chapter 10 in which Jesus, when the 70 returned, Jesus sent them out on a kingdom mission. And when they returned, he said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Somehow in their mission, as they began to exercise dominion and went out on a kingdom mission, in that he saw Satan falling from heaven like lightning, he goes on to say, behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. Those are word pictures for demonic powers. I give you authority to trample on them, <clears throat> excuse me, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So in the earthly ministry of Jesus, and as he began to discover, develop, and deploy, I like those three D words, his followers, he began to discover who they were, develop them, and deploy them then in kingdom ministry, just like he deployed these 70 and sent them out on a kingdom mission. And then beyond that, Satan begins to fall like lightning from heaven just in that. But then the cross was coming, the victory mainly that Jesus attained over Satan in the cross in his resurrection, in his ascension, and in what theologians call the session of Christ, the seating of Christ at the right hand of the Father as a king, the enthronement of Christ. In all of that, Satan falls like lightning from heaven. Now, I'm, I'm drawing a few thoughts here 
from Francis Frangipan in his book, The Power of Covenant Prayer. And he says in this book, right at the beginning, that if we're going to experience the legal victory of Christ, to sustain that legal victory in our experience and to extend it, I'm just adding a few thoughts here, and to extend it into our personal world and into the world at large, we have to exercise steadfast prayer, he says. Here's the way he puts it. To attain the legal protection of Christ, we must attain the intercession of Christ. Just like Christ's first followers said, Lord, teach us to pray. We have to say that. Our attitude, our request has to be, Lord, teach us to pray. It's sort of like that classic book. I think it's over 100 years now, old Andrew Murray's book, With Christ in the School of Prayer. The School of Prayer. Lord, teach us to pray. And so in Luke 18, Jesus tells this parable, this story about praying. And it says there right in the first verse that he told them a story about how we ought to always pray and not lose heart. And he ends the story. Let's go to the end of it first and then we'll come back. Okay. He ends the story in verse eight by asking a question. When the son of man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? And then in the preceding verse, we're kind of reading it backwards here for just a couple of verses. In verse seven, he defines what faith is in his teaching here. He defines it as day and night praying, or as, or, or as Paul would write later in Thessalonians, I think, 1 Thessalonians, pray without ceasing, just living your life in a spirit and attitude of prayer, having those concerted times where you pray directly, but then in between those times, you're carrying yourself, hopefully, we're trying to grow in a consciousness of Christ's presence, tuning into heaven, saying sentence prayers, you know, praying throughout our day and even the night, maybe. But he, he defines it as day and night praying. And he says there in verse seven, shall God not avenge his own elect to cry out day and night to him? There it is, though he bears long with them. Now, this parable, this story is about a widow, and she goes to this unrighteous judge. You can read this in Luke 18, 1 to 8. And she says to the judge, get me justice from my adversary. And the judge's attitude was, I don't care about this widow. I don't care about this situation. He just sort of blew her off. But she was so dogged in her faith. She pressed the legal matter so hard Eventually, the judge says, look, the judge said, I don't care about this. You know, his, his, his internal speak is, look, I don't care about this attitude or, or, or this situation. And um, I just got to get rid of this woman. She's killing me. I think in the Greek language, it may carry the meaning of it actually, believe it or not, carries the meaning, I believe, of she's pounding me in the eye. She was like, in a sense, assaulting this judge with her request, this unabashed request for legal justice. And Jesus says, now hear what this unrighteous judge said. And that's where he then says, look, if this is the approach of an unrighteous judge, will not God more speedily answer those who cry out to him day and night, his elect? That's verse seven. And then he ends it by saying, but when the son of man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? And so sometimes, though, we need to understand that many times 
God's understanding of speedily responding and our thinking about what speedily responding is, is different. And what is God up to most probably when it seems like there's a delay? Well, he's stretching out our faith. He's developing our endurance. He's, he's really forging our character. He's deepening our sense of trust and throwing our cares upon the Lord and, and uh, leaning on the Lord in belief, in trust, and in faith. And then when he does unsheath his sword, though, there is a suddenly. When he pulls out his sword and begins to bring justice to that situation because of the request, boy, is it like lightning. And that's what Jesus said back in Luke 10 about his disciples out on that prayer-born mission. I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. And many times the, quote, suddenlies of God, the suddenlies of God, what seems like a suddenly, like a quick breakthrough, like a lightning thing that happens, is just on a long end of steadfast faith, character development, and God stretching out and developing our faith. So be encouraged. Never quit. The only way you can fail is if you quit. And that's one of the major tactics of our enemy is to get us to quit in prayer. But we're not going to do that. We're not going to grant him to that. And we are going to stand. We are going to stand for justice, for righteousness, picking up what we feel is in the Father's heart. You know, somebody says, pray the prayers that the Father most wants to answer. What are the leading concerns of the heart of the Father? Seek to pray on those lines and then go from there. Let's seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and everything else will be added to us, right? So there is a legal nature to prayer. Jesus has won the victory, but it must be it almost sounds too much to say it, but it must be enforced in faith. But I think we can say that. It must be appropriated by faith. We must remind the judge of what has happened. This is what the Father's looking for. Remind him of the law. Remind him of our rights and privileges in Christ. And then those rights and privileges are rendered. That's what we mean by the legal nature of prayer. Many things won't just happen without prayer. Many, many things will not happen without prayer. Many, many things want to happen in the Father's heart. He's waiting for us to come into the courtroom, to come before his throne of grace, as it says in the book of Hebrews, to receive help in time of need. Well, I hope this is encouraging. I hope it's inspirational to you. And Father, we just pray right now that you would forge within us a strong heart of belief that will not quit. That you would cultivate and develop within us a legal consciousness of our rights as sons and daughters of God. Our rights, our inheritance in Christ. That you would remind us, remind us that you are looking for us to come before the throne of grace to beseech and to request and to, in a sense, bring before the court the awareness 
of needs, opportunities, challenges, and our privileges in Christ. And help us to pray the prayers that you most want to answer. May we seek first your kingdom and your righteousness and your story, and everything else will be added to us, our story in you. Food, clothing, all the things that the Gentiles seek, as your son Jesus taught us in the Sermon on the Mount. We thank you for it, Father. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Well, consider subscribing and following, if you're on Podbean, this podcast, um, Wild Ox Prayer. There is a website, wildoxprayer.com. There's some articles there on prayer that we're putting up, as well as all of the episodes. You can stream them on each show notes page. There's an opportunity to go deeper with scriptures and sometimes with links. And um, you can follow it on Podbean. It's also right now on Spotify. It's on iHeartRadio, a few others. It's going to be going on to Apple soon. And once it goes on to Apple, it's going to break out onto a bunch of other smaller apps as well. Okay, we appreciate you. Blessings.